but even when you're teaching the kids something different, you actually educating the adults. Because when you talk about Christopher Columbus, you got to talk about the Moors. You got to. I mean, it's some stuff that you just can't, they gloss over and it's like, yo, them was the real, like what he was saying. Um, those was the ones actually building the ships and navigating the seas. You know what I mean? And um, we got, even with stuff like cowboys, you think of cowboys, you think just white people, and they don't tell the story of the black cowboys. You know mm. what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's those type of stories that need to get told. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's yours truly, Melly Mel, right here on Unapologetic Podcast. Your number one. I have a few kings on the show today, man. This is the first time I got two old kings with me. Uh, these in, two individuals, man, are phenomenal in my book. Uh, they're entrepreneurs, they're fathers, they're authors, they're scholars, they're, man, they're coaches, you name it. Uh, right here, we have the one and only Tay Uhuru, man. The king is actually not in the States, y'all. He's way back in the motherlands, man. I can't wait to visit, too. Uh, West Side, of course. Uh, and, of course, we got marquise we have marquise childers y'all know who he is if you don't know this king has created his very own wine business man it's fantastic it tastes good it's a perfect gift for me if you're thinking about sending me one i will take it humbly you know uh he's also a coach uh he a down-to-earth brother just like any other and the topics that that we hear every day as amongst black men in the community uh how do you guys see it as far as as you started like becoming an entrepreneur uh we have this this type of mentality once you become you know a person that's a, a black owned business or a business owner period it's hard out here trying to connect with the right people and then when you start moving and you start talking to others, it's almost as if sometimes it's almost as if they stop you for reaching that goal, not thinking like, well, if this is going to become, you know, a part of the community, it can benefit us all. And it's like we see that every day. I see it every day, you know, I, I, if, if not nobody else. And it's like and to myself, I'm like, what is that? What, why, why do we do that? Why do we think like that? What is y'all intake on that? Uh, man, I think self-hate got a lot to do with it. That's one of the biggest generational curses we got to break. If you don't love <laughs> yourself, you know, it's going to be hard to support people that look like you and want to see them be successful. And then also just lack of knowledge and information, you know, not really knowing how and knowing the importance of showing support. Because a lot of times as black people, we support a black business almost as if it's charity. Like, oh, let me do something nice today. Let me support yeah. this young okay. Here go $20, here go $100. <laughs> but other ethnic groups of people, this is their way of life. This is how they survive. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's Asians, Italians, Jewish, uh, Muslims, they support their own first and foremost. And then if they can't find a product or they don't make a product, then they'll go outside. But 90% of what we buy and use and need is provided by other groups of people. Right. Marquis, what you think, King? Uh, 
he pretty much hit that one on the nose. Uh, <laughs> only thing I would add, only thing I can add to that is uh, with, with the self hate is uh, self. With self hate, you lack confidence, and um, confidence, and again, access to that information. You know, because a lot of people don't take a step because they go, they they have it in their head already. Of man, if I do this, it ain't gonna work, man. It ain't even gonna <laughs> work, or they ain't gonna yep. like that, man. Who gonna buy that, man? Stuff like that. So to even be bold enough to, as an entrepreneur, you gotta have some boldness. So to be right. bold enough to even step out there is first and foremost. And then again, everything he said, I mean, I can't say it no better. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm tell you, you really did like explain that a lot better, man. How I was thinking it because I, it's more. I really do see the self hate. And it's like, how do you, how do we go upon changing that by uh, changing that type of mindset in our culture? And I'm like, well, we, in my eyes, we have to start, you know, putting actions into that because talking about it, you know, we, we see, we hear talk show hosts talk about it. We, we hear government legislations, we hear community leaders and, not not knocking those ones that actually put in the work but those who just talk about it i feel like it's about time we put in action you know we we need to show it through our examples of why is this important what why loving our, our ourselves and then that transcending to our our people that we will be around every day the people we talk to our loved ones even our children you know you you talk you hear kids on the street sometimes sounding like adults you know, you got to turn your head a few times like, wow, man, this is a nine year old kid. Like, but you but you can't get mad at the child because he or she is only uh, reciprocating what they were shown. So it's like, OK, we just that that little bit right there in my eyes, it's like to me, that's more than enough for me to be like, you know what? It's time to change, man. It's time to uh show show our youth and show myself as as a man as a black man that i'm able to do this and have this type of change uh but i want to ask uh ask tay man what what do you see in the world that in our in the black community that you feel like it's a beautiful thing that you haven't seen before Um, I mean, it's a lot of beautiful things when it, in terms of black people. I mean, we was the first scientists, the first martial artists, the first astrologers, the first mathematicians, you know what I'm saying? Not only the first, but we the best, we the fastest, we the strongest, we the best fighters, we the, you know, the best singers, we the most creative, you know, we set the trends, we taught every group of people in the world. No other group of people can say that. So they all pinch off of us. So the beautiful things that you see throughout this world, whether it be physical, you know, whether it be spiritual or whether it be, you know, um, cultural, you know, musically, you know, a lot of those things, we are the trends, not only the people that started it, but like I say, we the best of the best. So that's what I find beautiful. And the more you, you know, dig into your history, you know, it, it creates a greater level of self-confidence Self-esteem right. is very empowering. And then you'll have more respect for other black people. And then you'll look at uh, your black brothers, your black brothers and sisters, not only in your family, but in your, in your community and all across the world, you know, differently. Man. Wow. 
Man, you 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 got a book over there or something, man? You over there reading something, bro? Stay up there read books, bro. Hey, he just sound like a scholar at this book. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey, man. I should have thought about <laughs> what my ass is doing. What you think, uh, Marky D? What 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 would you put on the table for that? Man, I can't. Add, he he hit that. I can't answer. I right, say this though. <laughs> That's what I say um, to to the point when you said with the kids and knowing knowing what they see and things like that, or why is that like that in the community? He pretty much gave you the root cause, right? Because in order to know where you're going, you got to know where you come from. Mm. And and a lot of and a lot of people we do lot lack self knowledge too of of history. So we've been taught from school, um, yeah, slave slaves. So if you're thinking you you come from slaves, and then the more you keep going into history, you got uh, Jim Crow. Um, then these movies that keep coming out, it's like a reiteration of right, like twelve this, slaves. This, yeah, group, it's a reiteration of that. Yeah, it's like yo, how about we make them? What about the kids? Even with Black History Month, we show the same stuff. What about teaching about Mansa Musa? actually teaching mm. you know showing the kids something mm. different but even when you're teaching the kids something different you actually educating the adults because when you talk about christopher columbus you got to talk about the moors you got to i mean it's some stuff that you just can't they gloss over and it's like yo that was the real like what he was saying um those was the ones actually building the ships and navigating the seas you know what i mean and um we got right. we, even with stuff like cowboys you think of cowboys you think just white people and they don't tell the story of the black cowboys you know mm. what i mean like this is it's those type of stories that need to get told um and 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 it's it's more black wall streets that was out there it's it's just we we only get certain bits and pieces of the of the history that's that's taught to us from grade yeah. level all the way up into college and then it's like well then you gotta go do your own history you got to go really go do some real deep in deep See, researching now, about now that about that's that, what that's what i that's what i wanted to to do actually for myself as well and for the viewers that are, that, are, that are out there that are watching you know say you you actually do that type of thing don't you not do you not like look up history uh family history of those who wants to find out about themselves you know their family and stuff like that yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, I'm a genealogist, so I basically help people retrace their roots. Um, predominantly uh, Black Americans, but I work with Mexicans, Europeans, Jamaicans. Right. So it's Everybody. not limited. But right, right. So I help people um, look into the 1900s, the 1800s, 1700s, 1600s. I find a lot of man. Old that's you know. Hold on, bro. That's like what 500, 600 years yeah yeah most definitely a lot yeah. of that information is still still there so we think like it's lost some of yeah. it is lost but not all yeah. of it. so you could look at census records death certificates birth certificates they still have slave schedules you know where you can find out where you got your last name from most black people is named yeah. after a white person you know so hey i i, I swear to god my last name ain't real <laughs> Johnson, man. i know it isn't man my name cannot be Melvin, man, because I looked up my name. My name actually comes from Scotland. 
So I have an Irish name. You feel? I'm not saying that I can't be, but to my in, in my heart, man, I feel like my name is something totally different because uh, that little piece that I've I, that I've studied and looked up for myself, man, it just it, it kind of got me thinking. Like, you know, I'm not even I don't even see myself being a part of I, uh, Scotland or Ireland, but uh, that family history, you know, it might be something different, but to to sum it all up that is how i started for me uh creating my platform you know unapologetic podcast because i'm like the more I f the, the more knowledge i i seek i looked for like you gentlemen it's like the more stuff that popped in my head that i wanted to do and so i started a business you know family business and stuff and i started networking and i wanted to know more of who who I can able to network with and collaborate with with and it, it was beautiful. It created a, a a bridge like to me to you guys. So it was like wow. So that right there, I feel like was my highlight to push me to be you know, hey, get 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 going, man. And then uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, Marky D, what made you start your journey? on becoming this entrepreneur in the wine business, man. Cause you, you gotta tell us a little bit because you, you don't hear a lot of brothers, young brothers, as, as, as young as you are starting a wine company and, and being successful and getting the license and everything. The, and it's like, and it's growing faster than you, you know, can comprehend. How did that, you know, go about? Uh, well, honestly, it, First started off because I was doing community work. I still do community work too. Um, being oh, okay. A, yeah, I'm, uh, so it started off with networking, um, being a VP of the Na Neighborhood Association of Michigan. I um, was able to network and meet a lot of different people around the state. And hmm. what I was, what I found myself doing was really finding myself taking a liking to wine. Um, so then when it became something I really liked to drink, like, then I started to go to the store and buy it and buy it. And I'm like, man, why do I, I had this thought, like, why do I keep buying somebody else's stuff? How do I make it? So right. I went to, um, Barnes and Noble, <laughs> got some, some books, right? Knowledge, had really, baby, knowledge. Yeah, I had to go learn it. I had to learn it first. So I took a while. I learned it. Then when I really felt like I had some somewhat of an understanding of it. I then started to pitch the idea of to people just around in this uh, county of Muskegon. And I was just asking like, man, I would say it. I'd say, I'm going to start a wine business. And they like, you going to do that? And, and, the, and the way the reactions was, was I think that'd be a great idea and all of that stuff. <laughs> so it's like, okay, okay. I see it's a market out there for it. So during the pandemic, honestly, just with that shutdown, um, right. it gave me all the time in the world to really just be at home. And I'm like, let me figure out how to do this. So first I started off with just homemade wine. I actually started mm. off with homemade wine um, in the, the fall prior to the lockdown. And what I did was I passed out um, different wines I had only Moscato then. I passed out Moscatos 
maybe like 75 Moscatos for Christmas. Wow. So so I gifted people with Christmas, right. with Christmas gifts. And the feedback was so beautiful that I said, okay, that's my niche. I'm going into wine and I'm finna figure out how to produce this wine and I'm finna make it. But not only am I gonna go into wine, I'm gonna treat it like I would treat basketball, um, some because it's something that's passionate to me. Now now it's in my heart. So now I'm figuring out was figuring that part out. But then when I actually got that passion to do it and seeing people <laughs> liked it, that like the product that I actually made, I'm like, wow, I actually made this and I see people really like it. And not yeah. just being nice, you know. You, man, you know, they gotta try it, nice. man. I was just <laughs> telling him that I was, ooh, we the red, the red dry wine. I know, I I wasn't a dry wine person, but you made me a believer that night, man. A couple of nights ago, <laughs> at the tasting, it was beautiful, man. Um, yeah. that's so, that's what got me there. Yeah. Yep. So what with, with with that? How did you start up, Tay? What was your you know, you've been on the show before, you know, we could, you my brother, but what like deeply started you on this path of knowledge, man? Cause you do more than any person I can put my finger on at this moment. You do it like seven to eight things, man. You're a mogul and you do it so well. And so, and you're so young and a lot of people now wouldn't believe just a quarter of the stuff that I or, you know, Marquise does, it'd be like, oh, man, y'all really doing it? Like, wow. But we come to a brother to the Yoke Caliber, which got seven or eight different fuck freaking specials. It's like, how do you, what made you start this, man? Oh, man, I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. Hey, I'm going to have to support the wine business, too, man. You have to share the uh, link or the... Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I got yeah. you. I, got I mean, for me, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it started with my family. You know, just being blessed. Um, man, when I was little, my grandmother she told me about her father. You know, he was from Atlanta. Then he migrated up to Cleveland during the Great Migration in the 1920s. So that's when Garvey was big. You know, he joined the UNIA in Cleveland, and. Uh -huh. My grandmother, she wasn't an adult, but she went to some of the meetings and some of the marches and stuff. She wasn't a Garveyite, but she was there. And she explained it to me like, you know, my father said that we was Africans and we should go back to Africa. You know, she would give me a little bit of information. And, right. you know, just from that point, I really admired black people and African people and black history. And my mom, you know, her daughter, she gave me my first black history book, Black History A to Z. And then my mom, she would tell me about her her brother, my uncle. You know what I'm saying? He started his own black nationalist organization in Cleveland. So his group was at <laughs> Dang. You know, man, uh, your whole family is like. Mm -hmm. But so, are you? Do you come from a line of scholars, and like, like commute? Like, uh, you sound like a. Uh, how can I put it? I want to say Martin Luther King with a little bit of Malcolm, but. It's it, you know you got a little mixture Tupac, of that too. Man. Yeah, you got Tupac in me, man. For real, <laughs> man. That wow, just the beginning of that in the nineteen twenties. For right, right. Just to have that I type mean, of mindset back then, man, and I and the and to see the the evolutionary growth of that same mindset to you, that's a big thing. 
Yeah, yeah, most definitely. A hundred years and running. You know, my family just been, at least my mom's side, they was big on the red, black, and green. Not every single individual person, but just right, certain right. men in my family, they really fought for the liberation and the advancement of black people. So that's something that inspired me. You know what I'm right. saying? My mom, she used wow. to drive a bus. She was a Greyhound bus driver. She used to drive a local bus and stuff. So she would take us on trips. We'd go to New York or Detroit or Chicago or Cincinnati. So that's where I kind of developed my love for and places and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. Dang, man. And that's and and so just to fast forward a little bit, man. You have done so many interviews, a few interviews. I ain't gonna put it, put the number out there because I don't want to guess it wrong. But the few interviews that I've seen with your podcast, Taste Speaks, uh, Lenny Williams. Who who else been on there, man? Who else you had on there? You got you got to give me some feedback. <laughs> All right. Let me see. I had uh, DJ Yella from NWA. I had the Ooh. comedian Rick. Um, I interviewed Mo Prem, Shakur, Lenny Williams, Orange Juice Jones, uh, one of the guys from 112. Um, I interviewed a couple people from No Limit, Young Bleed, Sammo, uh, Miss Peaches. She did all of the hooks for No Limit. Um, yeah. Yo, yo. That's Mom Dukes right there. Shout out mm-hmm. to her. <laughs> That that and 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 to you know hearing stuff like that, it is I want it to be like for me, it's like that's inspiration, man. That that makes me want to drive higher than you're reaching for. And that's like, man, for and for for Marky D, man, for you, I you open up a bigger, a broader mindset for me as far as the capabilities of what we can do. You know, I never would have put a brother in a wine business. Me personally, I never would have thought that, you know? So it was like, holy shit, man. So I'm I'm in connection with, you know, a king that does nine different things. I call, I call Tay Inspector Gadget. And then I got, got <laughs> I got, got David, uh, uh, the Brewer brother, one of the Brewer brothers on the, on the tip. So it's like, wow, man, y'all are inspiration to me. As far as what y'all are capable of doing and showing me what I'm capable of doing, like man, get your behind up, man. Stay focused. You know, take running circles around you, man. Marky Deep, man, he ain't he ain't even stopped yet. You over here trying to catch your breath. So I I go hard because of y'all, and I thank y'all. You feel me? And it and and that I feel like we need more of in a black community, man. And it's we need those inspirations that push that drive because we have a brother say that he'll help you one day and be a part of the team and then you know undercutting you the next so it's like how do we constantly keep our heads above the water in that type of you know in this type of uh, environment should i say uh i mean like you say yeah it's a dangerous job man but somebody <laughs> gotta do it though. you know it just come with the territory you know man i didn't i done met some foul people some red, black, and green people that's real foul, foul conscious people, foul, black and brown, you know, whatever, you know what I'm right. saying, people that's supposed to be for the community, male, female, but we got to understand the greater enemy, the greater threat, you know what I'm saying, and what's going on, you know, we looking at it from a, um, what they what they say, the, 
the people that's closest to it, that's what we could see. You know what I'm saying? We see a black person shooting another black person or a black person taken from another black person. But right. a lot of these situations that we're in have been created by another group of people. We didn't create the projects. We didn't create crack. We didn't create the Tuskegee experiment. We didn't create the project. We didn't create redlining. We didn't create <laughs> an industrial complex. Preach, you know, yeah, all of these yeah, things. Yeah, preaches, man. Man. It's you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. right. So, you know, you just got to stay strong. You got to have thick skin because you meet some good people. Throughout my travels out the world, I met some real good people that helped educate me and enlighten me and taught me things and share information with me. So, I think if you just stick with it, stay positive, you know, the good right. is going to outweigh the bad. You know what I'm saying? That's why I just promote positivity. I don't talk about all the bad stuff that happened to me. I try to showcase all of the good things. Just like with Africa, all we see is the negative. So that's why I got to double up on the on the good stuff. I got to show you the beautiful women, the beautiful beaches, beautiful and it's gorgeous. houses and stuff, you know, so. Why are you anyway, brother? I'm in Cabo Verde. I'm on the west side, West Africa. It's like Ooh. 10 islands. Off the hey, you got to send us a ticket. <laughs> right, right. Oh, there, man. How have you kept above the water? And, you know, I know you experienced the same type of thing. You know, we both in the same same area. So what is your intake of it? And how do you keep above? Well, I mean, to whom much is given, much is required. That's one way I look at it. I mean, I um, mm. stay positive. Uh, what can I say? I stay positive, man. I um, look at it like people going to talk about you anyway. Whether you're doing something good, whether you're doing something bad, people going to talk. So yeah. why, you know, I take control of the narrative and I just give you something to talk about. It's five <laughs> the people who negative go, you know what I mean? But I really right. focus on positive on the positive uh things of life and keep myself um with that law of attraction. You know, I wake up yeah. positive and actually I, I believe like I actually tell myself I don't have bad days. I may have a moment, but I don't have a bad day. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I just keep myself going. I you know, I don't really got right. too much time to even focus on the negative and if something happened to me, heck, it's a lesson in it. So it ain't really necessarily mm. a bad thing because in order for you to know what's good, you gotta be able to pinpoint what's bad too and acknowledge it. So I just look at it as lessons and just keep going. Mm -hmm. And you being a <laughs> uh, a basketball coach, man, I, I feel like you teach that to your team a lot. Oh yeah, I just taught them about uh, I just they just heard that quote for the first time to whom much is given much is required I had to tell them that yesterday because you know I'm, it's a privilege to be you know it's like these are opportunities that every kid in the school probably want to have so you got to be right you got to honor that opportunity and and really work at it because everybody don't get those those chances you know so I definitely teach that because it's bigger than basketball we got to teach these boys how to be men at the end of the day Hey man, hey, you're right. You're right, man. I feel like it is a shortage uh for black kings, you know, in our generation, in our you know, area. Um it's it's like uh because there wasn't that mu that much of a teaching, I feel like in the eighties and nineties, because of say what you put up, you know, redlining was hot back, you know, 
the crack uh, epidemic, uh, then the, the high incarceration of the black father, you know, trying to separate, you know, breaking up the black home. That was that's huge, man. That's like uh, if you could change one of those three things, is I feel like us as being black men, we will be in a better position that we are now just off of one of those things, in my opinion. And you don't hear that. You know, people people are afraid to talk about uh, working with each other, to, uh, uh, talking about collaborating and networking and teaching others, kids besides our own, what to, you know, the ways of not to do and what to do, what's right. And so it's nowadays when you hear that, <clears throat> You, you see a lot of times people won't even click on, on a web page on a YouTube channel or on a channel. They'll go right past and go to BET, you know, or they'll go to an action movie or uh, love and hip hop. There's always something about drama that really uh, attracts our people now. And it's like, OK, that's that's entertainment. But what are you learning from it? What are you getting out of it? Is it something that's going to benefit you today, tomorrow, your kids, your, you know, future reference, something. And it's like every day is, is some type of dramatic or dr uh, a dramatic uh, explosion within the entertainment business. And us, me and Tay being, you know, we, we pretty much I've called us entertainers because people watch us, they listen to us and stuff like that. It's like how, how for people in our caliber, uh, constantly try to uh, get people to watch our stuff and and understand where we're coming from, and that's, in my opinion, like how Marky D just said, you know, he was brought up like this is important to to our people. This is what keeps us going. So how do y'all take that as you know with a grain of salt with how our community is? Like, what would you want to change that you think will be a big difference if you could? Um, I'll go. I think the personal thing with me is um, changing what's cool, right? So, how do we change what's cool? Like, man, I tell my boys, you can flip an ounce, you can flip a house. So, changing the hustle, <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Like, we gotta <laughs> figure out a way because we got you got a lot of business business minded people out there. Um, right. whether they do For it, sure. however, which way they do it, you know, um, the thing is, how do we get, if I could change that, it'd be changing the, uh, hustle, mm. be a hustler, but switch the hustle up as far as being a legit business, actually doing it that way. So then we not necessarily fighting in the streets. I mean, cause other people do fight as far as other races they fight but in business they might just come at you like sue you silver loss you know things like that it's a different fight they not finna just right. take your life you know what yeah I'm yeah yeah that's a whole different ball game when a gun come involved or yeah you know, you know what i mean so it's like how do we yeah. first thing first get getting people out of a survival ment mentality um because it's hard to even think about next week when you're trying to make it to tomorrow you know what i mean mm. and um and that's systematic so it's pretty much that's systematic that's going to take community to come together and do it for self by self and um 
if you ask me, I think it's it's kind of it, it is um on a positive note, it is a up, upbeat on that because now you got way more people going into business now, especially out of this pandemic. You got a lot of people being creative. Um, it's a job shortage for a reason. <laughs> Ooh, so, hey, you know, I don't. <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm just looking at all of those things. I'm pretty sure it made people start to think because I had those thoughts of just mentally changing. Like, man, I need to figure out how to grow my own food, um, my own fruit, vegetables, things like that. Because it's like, what if it is a food shortage? We don't even know how to cultivate anything or take care of ourselves. You know what I mean? So back to what I'm saying, just changing what's cool. Changing what's cool. I mean... Heck, it's unapologetic. You got weed, it's legal now, man. Instead of just selling it on the street, maybe you should figure out how to grow it so you can sell it to the dispensary. It's it's legal. Simple. And it's still Simple. selling, you still hustling weed. I mean, I'm not trying to promote that, but I mean, it's legal and it's what we, I mean, do it. It's, it's, we mean, in a capitalist society and the thing is we don't capitalize on those things that we love in our culture. You know? Man. Actually, I think this this goes off what Tay said uh, earlier before he come on and get before you come on and give your intake on it. It was like you hit it on the head. It's like we only connect to the other groups or culture cultures who put out the negativity or put out something that we have already done, pretending like we haven't done it before. But when they do put it out. It's like, oh, now it's cool now because our group of people did it, you know. But when we were on the corner on the streets and stuff doing our own thing, trying to make it, it was it's bad. You're just a nuisance to the community, a nuisance to society. But all of a sudden, when the federal government, they taxing it now, it's in the hospitals, it's on every corner, you know, in Michigan, in Muskegon, Michigan here. So it's just crazy how that how that transcended transition between you know cultures but tay what you think about it uh yeah man i definitely agree i mean i feel like you know changing what's cool i mean we'll spend 200 dollars on some shoes 200 dollars on some jeans 200 dollars <laughs> on some weed you know what i'm saying we'll spend 100 dollars on the shirt we'll walk around with a thousand dollars worth of equipment on you know what i'm saying <laughs> Let's invest. <laughs> you ain't lying, dollars. bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so you know, just, what just, just let's invest that $200. You know, we can unite economically. We could do more cooperative economics, you know, uh, financial unity coming together. Even if we are poor, even if we don't have a lot of money, we, we'll find money for these shoes or these video games. Right. So, you know, look at the You may have a neighborhood, say, like, for the viewers, I don't know where they're from, but say, uh, look in New York, for example. You got different neighborhoods. You got Queensbridge. You got Corona Queens. You got Southside. You got Jamaica Queens. You got Flatbush. You got Brownsville. You got Bed-Stuy. So these are all different, like, black communities. So one of those communities might have 10,000 people or 20,000 people. Imagine if all of these 10, 20,000 people said, all right, everybody, let's put $200 in. Was two hundred times ten thousand? You feel what I'm saying? Man, we can open up our own grocery store instead of having fifteen corner stores. We can open up our own grocery store. We can sell better quality food. 
and then we could keep doing it five years later. Let's let's buy some of these abandoned buildings. Everybody put in a hundred dollars. We'll put a two hundred on one house at the time. You know what I'm saying? Then if, and if it's ten thousand of us, I'm sure we got a plumber in there. We got an oh, uh, electrician. We got a plumber, electrician, carpenter, right, carpenter you all that, bro. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely one, right, man. Time build it up, you know, and just keep going. Like my man, he he doing the wine thing. We could go all the way back to let's put our two hundred dollars together and buy some land. Now we can grow the grapes. Now we can right. pick the grapes. Now we can turn it into raisins or turn it into wine or you know what I'm saying? And just be in control of everything. Make being independent cool. You know, not depending on yeah. other groups of people. We, we, we can, can live run like the country, y'all. All good. us three, we can run the country. I swear to God, just from us three thinking right here and there, bro, we could come up with the with the laws, the government, the the everything. Uh, just the three of us, bro. That this is this is crazy, uh, man. You, I, man, both of y'all explained it so well, and it's and it's an everyday thing that we see. And you're absolutely right, uh, Marky D. It's gonna take a while, like you said before, man. It's gonna it, this is just this is not an easy quick fix and so with say with with being a geologist uh, what would you call it genie you gotta help i can't pronounce that uh, uh genealogist yeah there we go being a genealogist man i feel like having that skill will open even more doors to more things that we that we haven't even touched yet medical field uh crops growth finance you know you name it and so man i thank y'all kings man for highlighting and telling telling like it is man how it is in the streets and how so contradicting and and the hate that we have and we get just because we're black and we're beautiful and we kings and we we love and they know we know what we're doing you know and i'm gonna continue to say it and i'm gonna continue to push it too along with y'all uh but Marky D, man, give us the name of that wine because Tay needs some um, back back home. We we got to get them together. It's, yeah, we do. We do, man. Uh, the name of the wine, Estelita. Estelita. It's actually named after my grandmother. That's it. That is her uh, real name. <laughs> we call that, it Mimi, but that's a real unique. Name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a unique name, man. Estelita, man. It sounds like it's supposed that's to be a really wine, good. bro. That's how. That's how crazy. You know? That sounds like a wine. <laughs> I mean, that's a hundred dollars a bottle on the cheap end. You hear me? Yeah. Yeah, man, so when when will it be in stores? Is it when can we see it on on the web page? You got a web page for us? Yeah, I'm, um, actually, we just received a license yesterday, so um, ah, really, everything could be um, so everything could be ready for sale and launch as far as website. You will be able to order off the website, and that will happen on Black Friday. Ooh, so changing. The, I like the narrative. You know. I like the narrative. <laughs> okay. Yo, know, man, again, yeah, changing was cool. I mean, again, we gotta. Yeah, we gotta actually start walking into walking how we talk, right? So changing what's cool, we're gonna actually redefine that Black Friday. We're gonna actually buy black. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, King. 
Tay, you got anything for us, brother? Man, you do so much, man. Don't give us the whole book because I ain't, I ain't got that much time. You know, I do got it done. You know, <laughs> I know you got somebody new that you're going to be popping up on Tay Speaks. You got to have me on there, man. I can't wait to be on there. Oh, yeah, no doubt, gang. Just let me know when you're ready. I mean, yeah, if y'all want to check me out, uh, my podcast is Taye Speaks. You can check it out on YouTube. You can follow me on IG, Taye Uhuru, Facebook, Taye Uhuru, and that's my uh, YouTube as well. Man, check them out, man. Thank y'all, Kings, for actually stepping in. You know, we always busy, got something to do, either the kids or our business. Yeah, but we keep innovating ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Unapologetic, your number one podcast. Remember to go check out Marky D on Black Friday uh, when they drop Estelitas. That's so cold, man. I got I to gotta write that down, man. I got to learn how to spell that. And, of course, the king, Tay, up in the building, man. He's doing so much. Check him out, Tay Speaks. Uh, it will be on my links on my Facebook page and IG. So, you know, we're going to share the love like we always do, man. But thank y'all, Kings, for tuning in. Tay, man, I, you got to give me send me some pictures of, of the motherland at least a few times, man. Send us something, man. That's, that, that's cool. I can't wait to visit at Marky D, man. Congratulations on becoming official brother on the wine business, in the wine business, man. I can't wait to Black Friday. So love y'all and peace. And we're going to keep it unapologetic. Thank you.